Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together and talk about the important things like our sweet, sweet birthday boy. Yes. Hi, birthday boy. Is it me? It's, it is it is you, Alfred. <laughs> hey, Alfred. <laughs> it you. Happy happy surprise birthday. Thank you. <laughs> no way. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true surprise party. Like, fucking baby, babies do it, like, on the day of the birthday or, like, just before or after. No, no, no. I don't even know when your birthday is. That's how much of a surprise it is. <laughs> That's a good birthday surprise. Uh, but yes, this week we have with us the actual birthdayest of boys, Adam Perry. Hi, let's not mention my age. Okay. Hey, Adam Perry, <laughs> you are half a year younger than me. That Listen. is, And I am a young bitch. You need to leave. Hey, Adam Perry, <laughs> you are 11 years younger than me. <laughs> so I, I don't think you have any room to talk. Sarah's going <laughs> to murder you is the new problem. I'm the old lady of the group. Oh. Oh, I love oh, wow. it. Wow. That was amazing. Old lady. <laughs> fucking Adam Perry. Fucking old bitch. What are you talking about? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, we have the, the not birthday boy who tried to be a pretender to the throne, Alfred Clark. <laughs> Hi, and I'm I'm Alfred Clark and I'm twenty five, because I guess that's what we're doing now. Yeah, you're the youngest, Adam Perry. Oh, I'm the youngest? Oh, I feel slightly better. <laughs> good. Oh, good. Good, good, I good. You're welcome. As long as the oldians can keep you young, that's fine. Uh, we have the, the not-birthday girl, Sarah Meaden, back with us finally. Hello! <laughs> Grandmother time! It's me! Yeah. <laughs> Drinking my fiber! <laughs> Drinking your fiber? Oh. Oh, I can't imagine that's good or nice. That's so good. <laughs> uh, can we can we do can we do a whole Kutcher episode in character at some point just <laughs> yeah, yeah, as yeah. like D and D characters? Oh, hey Alfred, but welcome, just talking- Sarah. Sarah, can you put this on the map for next week? Uh, just yep. character acting. <laughs> I got it. I don't know what the advice will be there. Maybe oh, it'll be like a whole thing on how to stay in character. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, done exactly. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it. We're gonna roll, and every time you roll a certain number, you gotta change <gasps> oh, your character. No. Oh, Sarah, that's very good is the only problem. Side note, I'm not going to be on that episode. Wait. I played a character like that. You said you played a character like that? I played a a gender fluid elf from the Feywild, and every morning I'd roll a D100, and if it was a, a certain percentage... The gender would swap about. It was really fun. I like that. I like it. One of my characters I'm playing now, her, she's Asmar, and her universal translator is bad so i have to have a different <laughs> accent every time we play <laughs> like it's bad <laughs> that's excellent that's fucking excellent uh oh yeah you also have me as your host is my hutton and i live every day like it is my birthday uh that is to me sad and drunk but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> very happy i'm sorry uh so this week we guys we are talking about integrating character backstories into D. i, was, I should have called on alfred to tell us what it was going to be this week because he figured out <laughs> he started he started off this call with don't judge me what are we doing <laughs> which is very good for me in his defense i messaged him about three different topics be like hey do you want to talk about this hey wait no we're gonna talk about this hey no change my mind again sorry okay. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know the background context. This is. This makes more sense. <laughs> Just prepared for all of them. It's good. <laughs> I mean, Sarah is definitely exaggerating to help cover for me here, and I really appreciate it. But yeah. That's <laughs> okay. 
darling. They help people out. <laughs> Do that classic mom thing where you call- My mom did that. My mom did that for like my entire childhood growing up, like calling me by another kid's name. I was an only child. Sometimes I yell at my daughter and I accidentally use the cat name, so. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, yeah. That's so we do that all the time with our dog and our my my young brother. Oh, fucking hell! No, my dad calls me my mom's name. Oh no! Oh, now that's confusing and uh, a therapy thing that we should talk about. Well, they all just they're they're getting old. Bless them. So my dad calls me my mom's name. My mom calls me my dad's name. Nobody actually knows my name and my family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, we are doing our Dear Good. What are we doing? Oh, I forgot what we're talking about, about already. Character backstory. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay. Who, who, who's unsure backstory. about what topic it is? <laughs> Look. Uh, but yeah, so we're talking about how to integrate your players' backstories into the good, good game of D&D. Uh, and like, yeah, how to do it, how much to do it, and like, I don't know, why why it a good or why it a terrible? I feel like the the kind of consensus should be it's a good thing. Does anyone have a have an opinion that character backstory is a bad thing to add to the game? Only, I mean, only if it's a one shot. If it's a one shot and you're gonna fight a kraken, I don't give a fuck where you grew up. Just make a real cool <laughs> character. Live in the moment, damn it. Ah. Uh. Okay, it could, that makes it could, sense. It, it, yeah, I think that's just like you can or you can't. Yeah, like either way is good with a one shot. Yeah, like, like I think I think yeah, I've talked before about one shots where you have like pre made characters and so they all have it, it's and like um in it's like um in fiasco when you set up a fiasco game you all like you come up with all of your like relationship things that have like you know come from your oh, backstory yeah. yeah or like oh yeah like in, in dread dread is fun to to put character backstory into so, yeah i get yeah one shots can be kind of good for character backstory things but like it's a very like pointed and this is like it's yeah, yeah very pointed thing not like a sweeping arc yeah, kind yeah. of bullshit um yeah but I, I mean i can bring the what was it like anti-player backstory energy I, I, i'm I, i'm into but i'm into <laughs> i mean honestly i'm into like backstories are cool uh but i i can i can i can i can um represent um anti-backstory um, Ooh, okay. but the yeah just the uh, like i think the, the the only real thing for that is that like if you're if you're playing like level one characters and you're playing a game together then you're about to like create your character's backstory right like you're yeah. going to play out the backstory and meet the important people in your life then when you're a high level character then you'll have backstory that was the game yeah okay no i get that yeah that makes that that does make sense it's very yeah it can be it can be sometimes a bit like when, when characters give you backstories that are like well i spent 500 years doing this i'm like then why ain't you good scrub yeah this is like scrub <laughs> why ain't you good this is also known as the elf problem <laughs> to me <laughs> like oh, how yeah. are you 300 years old and don't know how to yeah just yeah yeah like the elves are a difficult one because like with like humans and orcs and shit you're just like oh yeah you lived for like 10 years whatever you're you don't have anything interesting it's fine but elves you're like oh yes i'm 500 years maybe old maybe they changed their major alfred <laughs> quit judging <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true i mean that is that that is like elves are people who like change their ma- major every 50 years i guess yeah i like the idea that like just sneaky like every every elf character that's like a level one is just like oh yeah no i'm a level i'm level one paladin i'm a level fucking 20 barbarian yeah. <laughs> but i'm just not gonna do anything with that <laughs> but yeah what are ways that people like to integrate character backstories i think is what we're gonna go with in the beginning let's get 
the D4. Where the fuck is my D4? Oh no, I've lost it. Guys. Oh no, it's fine. I found it. We're good. We're good. Never mind. Guys, we're good. Okay. Up first for advice. Uh, that is Adam. Yeah. It's birthday boy. Yeah. So uh, I love integrating character backstories into my campaigns. Like the more you give me, the more I'm going to fuck you over with later. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely, absolutely adore it. Um, like, cause obviously I do a mixture of campaign books and homebrew and I just, the more information that you give me to put into this world, the more that you get out of it. Um, we've got a <laughs> player at the moment in my, uh, regular Monday game that, uh, was like, I've got three family members and they came traveling with me. So I was like, cool. One's already dead now. Um, <laughs> Christ. So- you found it. You found. You just found another one. Like she, it's been seven months since she just found one of them, um, and <laughs> the other one's missing. And who knows where that's gonna go? I know she's listening, oh, so God. I'm not gonna say anything. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I always ask my players for at least a paragraph. Like, if you don't want to do it, I'm not gonna force you. You also can't play in my game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like do it because i i try and run high role play games or at least some role play involved and i need to know mm-hmm. bits about your character so i can give you cool shit i don't care if you were a farmer i don't care if you were a fallen angel i don't care if you were mm-hmm. a bard actually well no um anyway so <laughs> oh, i always ask for parents are they alive probably not um or <laughs> it's tandy. i need a close family I, I need a close friend don't tell me you don't have any Every, everyone's got friends i need an enemy that might not like you very much or uh things like that i need r- rumors that may have been spread about you some are true some are false things like that that i can use as plot hooks for potential roleplay scenarios because it's it's one thing for fight it's one thing fighting a, a dragon but it's another thing fighting a dragon that killed your parents so you've got emotional attachment to it plus the look on players faces when you reveal something to them and they're like holy shit and i'm just like yes yep. You hate me now, don't you? <laughs> yep. That like I that that's one of like the really good things. I I feel like it definitely does bring people into the game more. And I like that uh at the Adam Perry answer to why why doing the thing is good or why you like doing it is just make people suffer. That's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's very on brand. I thought I was the mean one. I mean, okay, here's the thing. After Adam was like, to make people suffer, you had the demon laugh of nightmares. It's true, I did. <laughs> I, I noted afterwards, it's like, ah, that is the laugh of someone who loves suffering. <laughs> it was very good. That's what's in my fiber, dearie. <laughs> <laughs> I love old lady voice. It's a good voice. <laughs> Next up, that is gonna be, oh, it's gonna be as my huh? There's a lot of ways that I like integrating backstory, but one of the ones that I really like doing is uh, integrating backstory in little one-on-one sessions. Because I think one of the things that normally people really like about D&D is having little secrets that eventually come out into the open. Um, But I like 
letting the players kind of decide when those secrets come out into the open. Uh, so if I want, to, if I, for instance, uh, want to integrate something like someone really bad from their past who they've secretly been plotting revenge against all this time, uh, but they've not divulged that to the group yet, uh, I want to give them a little hint in a little one-on-one session to be like, this is a lead you have that maybe will lead you to the thing that you want to do, aka like get revenge or whatever it is. Um, and then it's on them to be like, I would like to tell the party this much and not put them on the spot in the session just so that they can like set the pace of how they want to reveal their information because it's got to get revealed but it's just the way they want to go about it like do they want to sit down and talk it out with people and have like that nice role-playing sesh or do they want to have like a dramatic oh we're just gonna go fight this guy and then they get to the big boss and they're like father and they're like what it's your dad uh but yeah i, I like yeah i like the little one-on-one sessions it gives people yeah a little bit more control over when people see their things obviously it's it oh the the hope is that they bring it to the session instead of just be like "Eh, i'm good i don't want to pursue this anymore but at the same time if they don't want to make the story all about them then that's also their choice like if they're not comfortable kind of having the limelight then they can choose to ignore it i guess it's not as fun but they can uh but see if they ignore it, then you just need to wiggle it a little bit harder and promise them something, and then they go, oh, okay, That's you got fair. me. Oh, you've killed my family. Oh, <laughs> I got a sword out of it, though. You just have to offer them something like, hey, if you do this, I might not kill all your family. That was a lie. But I also have to keep promising Emily that I'm not going to murder her family in half damage. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, she's like... Like, can they not be dead? I'm like, maybe, maybe not. I'm not going to kill them. I've promised her I'm not going to kill them. <laughs> off screen. I'm not going to kill them off, like, off air. That would be bad. That would be, oh, that that wouldn't be a good story. <laughs> Whatever. But on screen. <laughs> on screen. Like, mm, while we're rolling. Who knows? <laughs> Who's up? Uh, that's going to be Alfred. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I I I like what everyone's been saying. Um, I think the uh, another good use of um, backstory uh, when you're starting um, a, an ongoing game is to use it to draw um, make players invested in um, in the world uh, rather than just you using their backstories as a way to get plot stuff. You can also just you you can you, you can all, you can kind okay. of use it in the opposite direction to make them invested in um pre-existing things in your world like if you have certain factions or cities that have like distinctive identities um then uh you can uh it's kind of like it's i'm kind of recommending that you have like uh little like little pre-handouts about the world um i mean obviously you 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 have to you talk to your players first about like what kind of world you're playing in or if once that's decided you can put some more put put a bit of work into like some kind of handout um and then uh yeah like players can like just pick and choose aspects of it it's it, like in 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 a lot of fifth edition games a, a lot of that is like what race you pick like if you pick dwarves and there and there's a lot of like racial f- like fraction there are a lot of like racial factions in your particular game if you're doing that then like picking a race is like a big it's going to inform a lot of what you like what you like where you 
what the player what you care about as a player um mm. and yeah it's the same with like other factions and like you know if you have a thief character maybe they should be in a thieves guild of some kind like looking backward instead of like looking forward yeah makes that work i like that a lot uh, that that's something that i i do a lot in my campaigns because i've got a very kind of blank slate world where i'm like they, like i've got like my deities and some like main places um but essentially i've just got like a big empty map and i'm just like where do you yeah. want to like what kind of place do you want to be from now it exists enjoy fuckos <laughs> yeah i did the exact same thing i think uh last but not least our beautiful sarah meaden i like taking what my players give me and using the just enough of a psychology degree that I'm dangerous <laughs> part of my brain <laughs> to try and figure oh, out Christ. what they want out of the adventure. Cause you can kind of tell based on how much they give you. For example, I have one player who constantly plays someone who their family name has been tarnished and they must regain their honor and tend to one they're playing a paladin or a mm-hmm. fighter or whatever. And so they basically want to be heroic. So I know like they're going to want epic battles. But then I have another player who she hates writing backstories and she won't write them. And so unlike Adam, I will say, okay, do you want a romance backstory? Do you want a tragic backstory? And like, I'll sit down with her actually and help her decide what she wants out of her character, which also helps her in her gameplay as well. And then I can get an idea of what she wants. Does she want, you know, interactions with NPCs? Is she trying to develop relationships? Does she just want to kill stuff. And so looking through, <clears throat> excuse me, what they give you can help you determine what kind of gameplay that they like and will help them feel fulfilled as a player. And then you can use that to balance out your game. That's really cool. I also like that you have reignited my uh, terror of psychology majors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, no, like the, the, like the, it is, it is difficult working with like sometimes with different levels of uh, player who like different levels of backstory. Like how, how do you kind of, temper that in a story way so if like does it ever seem like the story is more heavily weighted towards the people that are that have the big complicated backstory and if it does like how do you kind of remedy that um a little bit but with this particular player she had lost her true love and so i could just tell her like just remember that's like your big goal is to find your true love, so everything's going to color your decisions Mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. And by the end of the campaign, when we finished it, she was the one who was, like, sobbing. So so I felt pretty pretty validated in the work that I did with her. And it was something that was constant, like, me checking in with her saying, I'm going to pull this in. Does this seem like something that your character would be having a hard time with? Or would they just not give a shit? So... Just like constantly working with her, not necessarily giving stuff away, but like going with major themes and saying, is this something that intrigues your character? And it's a lot more work, but it's also super rewarding because at the end, you've worked through this whole story with one player and it's become really fulfilling for both of you because they kind of become my character too Mm. as I'm working with her. Mm. And that's not to say like I don't focus on the other characters, they just give me a lot more so it's a lot less one-on-one interaction with them yeah and i try like each 
chapter, for lack of a better term, to have. Like, I had six players in my last campaign, so I would have one player who, like, a big part of their backstory was going to get revealed or, you know, touched on, and then at least two players where something small was going to happen, and I would try and make a point to, like, rotate that around. Okay, that that's that's really cool. Yeah, like, given given everyone at least a little moment to shine is nice. Which I can understand would be hard if you're doing just straight up homebrew and, like, I don't have an overarching storyline and it's a little bit railroady and that you're going to have, like, this is the story, the way your story's going. Yeah. And so if you have just an open world, that might be harder, but I bet you could do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that it could be, it could be done, like, in the, in, in the same way as when you're like, you're going towards this town and the characters are like, oh, we want to go to the next town. I'm like, cool, it's the same town, but okay. Yep. <laughs> I believe in <laughs> Like, you. I'm just going to put that town where you're going, so it's whatever. <laughs> Go to whatever town you are, want. I think backstories are a really good kicking point for, like, kicking off point for uh, players as well. Because uh, depending on what they write, you can tell what that character is interested in and or what their, their goals are and things like that. Obviously, I had a character in my previous campaign. Well, two characters, actually. Um, the first character's name was Jojo because the player was an absolute weep. Uh, so as and loves Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, as do I. Um, and he was a monk, and he died uh, pretty early on in the campaign, and the player was pretty upset. Like, he really enjoyed that character, and he was just like, oh, oh, can I can I just can I play with the, a paladin? I was like, no. I mean, yes, but, like, <laughs> you're not just playing a paladin. Write a backstory for me. So he went away and came back and hit me with I want to be a child necromancer. And I was like, absolutely. Done, 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 done. And it turned out, so oh. it was, he was this 12 year old half elf boy looking for his dad, who was his <sighs> old character. Oh, no. okay. Never finding oh, out he fuck died. Christ. He was also oh, looking for Christ. his mum, who his dad was originally looking for in the Underdark. They, they then found his mum who was being tortured by a beholder, and I made him <laughs> kill her. Oh, forget! Come on, oh, Adam! Adam! And, it, and Adam. he was crying his eyes out, and yeah, it was Adam. phenomenal, because he came Adam. to me at the end of the session and just went, that was fucking incredible. And then yeah. I gave him another plot goal. His mother had a child that he didn't know about, so now he has a sister to look for. And then it just culminated in this massive scene <laughs> with all the players... Uh, the all of the characters uh, knew Jojo, right? Knew the knew the monk, yeah. and then they found out that oh shit, that's his kid that yeah. we, is in our party. First of all, they they kind of ignored the what are the chances because it's fantasy and uh. yeah. And then it just I sat for a good hour and a half and I didn't see a single thing because they were having this really intense role play that all culminated and him them telling him oh yeah your dad is dead by the way. And it was just, it was fucking incredible. And when players give you that backstory to work with and you run with it, it creates yeah. moments that you just, you'll never forget. Characters having backstory just makes your job as the DM so much easier. You just, you just have to sit there and be like, hey, this. And then they just deal with it. And, oh, just so much role play. And I love it. I love it. It's like chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like chocolate cake. I eat it and cry. Like birthday cake. <laughs> birthday cake. I don't have birthday cake, unfortunately. 
Uh, oh, I'm, no. not a, I'm not a big cake person. I have birthday donuts. Oh, birthday donuts are inherently better, and that's a fact. But I want birthday pie. I'd have birthday pie more than anything else. Oh, pie yeah. is vastly superior to cake in every single way. In every single that's way. That's what I do. Birthday. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a birthday Chinese. That's what I'm very good. Salt and chili. So yeah, so what do what what do people think about integrating people's backstories together uh within the party? Like is that a good, is that a bad? And how do work it out? How work it out? We can do when the characters have worked but the well, sorry, where the players have worked together to create this communal backstory, or ones where it seems like they're unrelated. Um, and then you manufacture it so that they do relate. Uh, has anyone has anyone done this before in the past? Related like their visit, like brother and sister, or just like uh, either oh, that way, guard like that you killed was that ga- character's father. They're related in some way, whether it's uh, oh my goodness, you were the father, or in a <laughs> you 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 one time looked at them across a room. I think back you need in to your be hometown. careful with. You definitely need to be careful with integrating characters' backstories because a lot of characters make these really unique, or a lot of players make these really unique backstories. And if you, if they want to tie it together, like tie, and they make that choice without you, absolutely, I'm down for it. But I would be very, very careful about integrating some things, just because some players may not want that. They want to feel special with yeah. their own characters, pushing things together could be very very difficult just depend obviously depending on the players and depending on the game that you're running and all these variables that's mm. a fair point uh, uh yeah because I, I didn't think about that but yeah when it, like in my games it's always been like uh players kind of coming up with things on the fly as they're like two like in my first game two two players both decided to play elves and then they were immediately like oh we must know each other then which is like <laughs> Sure, I guess yeah. kind of self-racism, I don't know, but yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, if we're both elves, we must, yeah, all elves know each other. But um, but no, they decided to be like um, like lovers who had absconded. One of them was like royalty and they'd absconded together. To, to be fair, Esme, that's what me and you done We when we played yeah. our campaign that didn't oh, that actually was very go anywhere. We, I was just like, I'm a, I'm a black uh, human. And she was like, I'm also a black human. We must be brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, it was half. <laughs> Elf, okay. and we both had stormy backstories where like both of us were like essentially we both essentially had like we were like in like a big thing where we got struck by lightning and got magic powers and we're like oh shit brother and sister <laughs> I was like oh, yeah, yeah done I missed it was I, I mean that was very cool I miss, that was such a like ah oh, that it was such like a nice moment because we it was when we were walking along to go to the session and uh, both of us had made our characters um, and I was like so what do you like before we got there he was I was like so what are you playing and he described his character I was like that literally it literally sounds like you could be the twin of my character I was like well might as well you know yeah and like I I like that I do like characters that have got. Uh, intertwining backstories just because it it gives you kind of something to start out with um and like yeah automatic like and i'm I'm thinking kind of about um a critical role season one as well like i feel like it might actually be really good to like i know we were saying it's kind of you, you don't want to force people to um have backstories 
uh, entwined. I need, I need to, I need to, right now, if you go into fuck, marry daddy again. (laughs) (laughs) I was not going to, but I mean, also, yeah. (laughs) Alfred's right, though. But with with Vax and Vex from Critical Role, Laura and Liam just went, oh, we should be brother and sister. And that was it. It was just the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but like I, I'm I'm feeling now that like maybe it is best if I, I like I think it's a good thing to encourage like each character to have some sort of relationship from the past with at least one other character. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Like I like I like that because if you think about Critical Role, it literally like they divide into like, you know, um Grog and Scanlan, uh well no, Grog and, Grog, um, and Pike. Grog, Scanlan and Pike. And Vex and Vax. And then there's Keyleth. <laughs> Who's there? Oh, yeah, Keyleth was also there. Keyleth. That's a good point. Keyleth was, Keyleth was with uh, Tiberius. Oh, yeah, it was with Tiberius. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, like, oh, like, I love me some critical role. Oh, I, I was going to say I love Ke- Keyleth. That's not, the, that's not the case, though. But it was just, I just like, and Keyleth is also there as just a tagline. I just, it's I want fun. to just nerd out for just two wee seconds. Critical Role's Kickstarter for an animated fucking show hit $7 oh, yeah. million. Dollars and people all across the fucking world are going, what's Dungeons and Dragons? Holy shit, that looks awesome. This is, there is no there is no better time to play D and D than right now at oh, the moment. We live in a good nerdy world. My my players got me a giant a gargantuan unpainted red dragon mini for my birthday. <gasps> and I'm, I'm currently painting it and it is amazing. Oh my Damn. god, I'll send you a picture later. Yes, do that. That is super cool. Send it, and we'll re- we'll we'll send it on our Twitter at uh, crit underscore chat, and we will retweet it there if anyone wants to go and see that. Uh, oh, that's so cool. That like the best gift is letting me sit on my own in a room and paint nerd shit and not have to deal with anything else. That's a good gift. Hell yeah! But yeah, ha- uh, like yeah, characters characters having their their backstories intertwined. Like Sarah, have you ever done that in any of your games? Uh yes, I have. Um it did not work out well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. I love I it. Oh. Naturally it's my fault because I didn't ask first, but I naturally had the characters of a married couple have a a past and the husband uh-huh. was like, Yeah, that's awesome and the wife was like, No, I don't want anything to do with his character or <laughs> at all or anything and I was like, This feels out of my depth in real life. Yeah. I feel like something's <laughs> going on behind the scenes, so I'm just going to back slowly away and do some yeah. retconning and my bad. Sorry. Oh, no. That, what? Oh, don't bring your shit. Hey, don't bring your shit to the table. <laughs> Please. That, like, that's why, like, that's why I think you need to be careful. I think even just that, <laughs> hey, I have an idea for linking you guys' um, backstories later on in the campaign. Is that okay with you? Yes, yes. Okay, good. No, no. There we go. Solve it before you even begin um, create your creative process. Yeah, we're, we're, we're making a distinction here between player backstories and player character backstories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. I felt kind of trapped because she's like, I'm a rogue and like my enemy is the captain of the guard and her husband's like, I'm a fighter and I'm a former captain of the guard and so I assumed... <laughs> That they had spoken to each other and were leading me there. And then I was like, oh, so, like, you guys are enemies. And she's like, no, I don't want anything to do with him. Nope. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Christ. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah. I, 
are they okay? I, I didn't are ask. Okay? I was like, I'm just going to oh, no. hide behind my screen right now and roll some face. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love the idea that, like, it's just awkward moment. Time to roll some dice. You just sit there. You just look at You just roll dice. Don't let anyone look at it. Yep, Don't that's a great why. one for relationship building. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, like... Sir, you you've just that was the nightmare i don't know how to i don't think that there's anything else that i would hate more in this world that is the nightmare yeah i would just go to the bathroom and cry for a little bit i guess i think i hit my survival tactic and i just started laughing <laughs> i was about to say i would 100 percent just start laughing like there's like that's the only way you could like <laughs> Yep. Just hope oh, that Christ. the rest of the people at the table will also laugh. And that's the just only kidding. that's the only way out. Just kidding. <laughs> it's just if it, that's that is a very like it's a risky fucking move because if no one else laughs, it's just <laughs> I kind of feel like my players are used to me just laughing <laughs> for no reason. Usually not because I'm gonna do something horrible to them. But sometimes. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, like <laughs> I'm not convinced. My favorite, my favorite evil cackle moment is uh, when your players just realize what you're what you're gonna do, uh, and it's something that is not gonna benefit them in any way. Uh, and their and little like, faces look up at you in horror, and like, please don't yeah. do that. Yeah, the little please look is very fun for me. <laughs> Oh, being a DM isn't a good thing, huh, guys? Oh, I love it. I mean, I shocking. Love it, but... Shocking. <laughs> I get to cause distress. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, what? One of the one of the, I think one of the downfalls with people's backstories, um, kind of colliding, uh, from the very beginning is sometimes it can lead to, like. Say it's yeah. Say it's like the two people in like a brother and sister relationship or like a familiar relationship of some sort. Uh, it can at some points tend to be a bit isolating. Like if the player, especially if the players are kind of new to it, or no, you know what? I don't think it's a new thing. It just sometimes players can use that as like a oh we're friends, but we're not gonna be friends with anyone else kind of deal. And it, I, I think sometimes it could be a bit difficult to make sure that it's not just the the two of them show and it's instead group group friendship sometimes it's hard for me to not turn it into group therapy (laughs) that's again risky business with your like your 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 relationship terror story in the midst there (laughs) even as a a player i try and do it for example uh some of the people we play with are very strong evangelical christians and i am playing a lesbian character and my husband is playing a lesbian character and we're like guess Aww. what we love each other <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> time for some learning i love that the couple who is a lesbian couple together in fantasy stays together i guess i don't know what, i don't know what the message is but it's a good message i feel validated <laughs> You have a little gay seal of approval, and that's all that we look for. My life is complete. (laughs) It just says, the gays approve. (laughs) They need a pin that says that. 
Hello there, nerds, and welcome back to the Middle of the Podcast Break Chat with your host, Ismay. Thank you so much for sticking with us over the break. I'm so sorry that it's taken us so long to get out an episode. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, I have a lot of, like, complicated mental health problems, and I sunk into a very, very deep depression for two weeks. I'm doing a lot better right now. I'm doing a lot better in general in my life, but there are some times that my brain goes on a little sadness than badness vacation, uh, which was the case for the past two weeks uh so thank you all for sticking with us thank you so much to all the kind wishes that anyone sent me uh thank you especially to all the crit chatters for understanding and being there and just generally being the amazing people that they are um but yeah sorry this took so long to get out um but poopity's nerfed my brain sure isn't huh Also, apologies that the audio in this episode is kind of uh, garbage. Um, There was a lot of audio issues, and I right now don't really have the time to fix it. Uh, Things will be better in the future. I know what the problem was, but and it's getting sorted. But right now, sorry that this kind of sounds like a dumpster fire, and I hope that you're able to uh, get through it anyway. What a grand return this is, huh? Whatever. Uh, If you stay towards the end, uh, then you can hear the the good, good plugs that our people have. It's just me and Alfred doing some plugs this week, but they're still still good plugs. You should still check them out. Uh, If you want to interact with us or, like, get information or, like, if if you were like, why isn't a crit chat out for two weeks? Uh, You would have found out if you were on our Facebook and Twitter and Discord. So, really, that's on on you. That's on you at this point. I'm still very sorry, but if you want to get updates like that, uh, then go over to our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, at twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat, and on our Discord, which is wherever, you, in the description of wherever you're listening to this, and yeah, you can talk to us there, and we'll be good friends there, and you'll get updates, like, hey, Ismay's brain is borked, oops, sorry. Um, also, if you go to our Twitter, you might get a little shout out on the show, like these people. We have to give a shout out to the amazing Dungeon Meister himself, Kyle, who's over at Boognish Theory on Twitter, uh, the DM and the dun- DM for Dungeon Maestro over at Bombarded for giving us a little shout out. You are a sweet good angel, and I will still never get over that you are in contact with us on this dumb fuck podcast. But thank you so very much, sweet angel. Uh, we've also got like a lot of a lot of nice positivity over from Sarah, who was on this episode right after it aired over at I'm Your Hero on Twitter. And be they really happy that she was back doing the whole doing the whole advice thing again when we'll always love her when she's on. She's so busy doing all the, the scheduling for the show. And and she she never gets to be on herself, but hopefully she'll be more in the future because we love her and we miss her very very much. So if you go over to any of these social media things, it would really help us out. It really helps us if you get the word out there. If you see someone on a Twitter post looking for advice, then link them to our shit and be like, or like, like tag us in it and be like, hey, these guys do advice. Or if your friend is like, ah, I might want to do a DM, but I don't know how to. Be like, mm, I got you sorted, friend. Here's a podcast for you. And that would really, really help us out. Gets people knowing who the bitch we are. Uh, also, if you want to help us out in a money way and not just a talk Talkway, we appreciate the talkway, but we look the Skrilla. The Skrilla helps us keep up all of our various platforms. And if you want to do that, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash critchat, all one word. 
So you can pledge at a lot of different levels and you get a lot of different rewards depending on the level, but one amazing thing that you get to do at any level. So you could donate as little as $1 a month and you get to join us doing doing a doing a fun game called Space Scoundrels that's run by Alfred. We all play together with a bunch of the crit chatters and a bunch of the Patreons. Uh, Patreons? A bunch of the patrons. And you get to play with us and it's super cool. It's super funny. It is a wild, wacky space adventure and it is absolutely hilarious. I cannot wait to play again. Uh, so yeah, if you want that, then you can donate, again, as little as $1 a month. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's not even a coffee. That's deliciously good. Uh, but yeah, different levels get different rewards. Um, we've got our $8 level. And I'm going to give a shout out to our $8 level again, because that is our pregnant centaur level. And if you go to that level, then you get little shout outs as a little thank yous and you get me ruining you with awkward, weird compliments. Those people currently are Emily, Kieran, Sarah and Thomas. And so now it's time for some more awkward compliments to all you four. When I think of you, I see a butterfly. Not butterflies. Just a butterfly. It's a very specific butterfly. It's one of those ones with like the orange and black wings um, that are really cool. I don't really know what they're called. I don't, I'm not like a lepidopterist. Is that what they're called? But you make me think about a very specific butterfly. Is that good? Is that a compliment? Who knows? But it happens. I love you. What? Compliment quota filled. Well done, Ismay. Ufty dufty. So yeah, if you want me to give you weird kind of creepy compliments, then you can donate at our $8 level. Thank you to all these guys for doing that. And thank you everyone who's gone at the other levels. Also, if you're listening to this, and you might also want to listen to Half Damage. Half Damage is an actual play Curse of Strahd podcast with a weird kind of reality TV show twist uh, that uh, me and a couple of the other crit chatters do. Uh, it is a rip-roaring good time. It is one of the things that I've made that I am proudest of in this world. It is genuinely hilarious, actually very heartfelt, and at times... Spooky. It's supposed to be spooky all the time, but it didn't happen like that. But it's still awesome. Go check it out. It's on all podcast apps and on iTunes and all that good shit. I'll let you get back to the episode now. Thank you all again for sticking with us. I hope that you are enjoying the episode so far, and I hope you enjoy episodes in the future. Love you very much. Bye-bye. Does anyone, does anyone else have any anything that they they wanted to talk about for for character backstories and? I do. Shocking, yeah. I know. G- How do you guys walk back your characters who give you like a completed story? Oh, that's a good what's question. your process for doing that? I just go okay. See everything <laughs> apart um, that you've wrote apart from the first three hundred words. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, surprised, Adam, that no. you don't just go, hey, look, a completed story. Sorry, your character's dead. <laughs> hey. <laughs> just burn you, him. It's fine. This is, you know, this is great material. You should send it to a publisher. In the yeah. meantime, can you write me a story that isn't finished? <laughs> yeah. Potentially. No, I think it's just a case of this is great, but why are they adventuring? They've yeah. done their shit. They've got their gold. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a also also a question after we answer Sarah's question, just so I don't forget <laughs> it. How do you uh-huh. handle players that want to put everything into their backstory? Like, oh, I've got a blink dog, I've got a million gold, I've got a servant, and you're like, how do you taper that and be with like eh, you're level one though? So yeah, I think I don't know. I think that they kind of they kind of mesh together 
in a very like take a d20 and you write a list 1 to 20 with everything they've got and you say roll it and whatever you land on you get to keep that thing everything else is gone (laughs) you get to keep oh your invincibility I'll be (laughs) you get to keep your special underwear congratulations that's a good one though (laughs) yeah I think that's a good one in in the past, like I, I've taken, yeah, like yeah, like Adam was saying, like when they've got that very full backstory, okay, I've taken, like this is this is really good, and use this as where you want your character to go, or like what you want their storyline to be. Obviously, it's going to have to be in a more group scenario, but if you take this as I don't know, imagine that the entire story you wrote is the story that your character wrote in their head one day when they were staring up at the ceiling, being like. I wish I was an adventurer. How would that go? Like, just make it not what happened yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I think this, uh, so firstly, I I do not get this problem (laughs) just because of (laughs) the players that I have, I guess. Um, But uh, I would assume that it's sort of like, I, I think it's like, it's part of the setup of a campaign before people start making their characters. It's, I think it's important to say like, what what your like this is the character this is what your character is as in a level one adventurer you haven't you haven't made a name for yourself but you have some basic abilities or you have some small background in like you know training or like you know whatever but you don't have any you don't have any stuff (laughs) so make sure your backstory ends at like the end of your backstory is and that's why i have no stuff and i need to go into a dungeon to find some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah or, I like that. you know, something different, depending on whether you're playing a different type of campaign. That's why I'm yeah. a big fan of prison. Um, just in yes. general, but also in D&D. Uh, what? That's why I'm a big I just fa- want a, a Sorry, snippet what? of that for my yeah. text message. That's why I'm a big fan of prison. <laughs> I'm just a big fan of no, prison. I'm a big fan of prison uh, beginnings in D&D because you can be like, see all that stuff that you've got nope yeah <laughs> none yeah none of that. it's like it, you just have you take all all of your players make their backstories they hand them in and then you like glue <laughs> over this like this like one one power like this one sentence at the end and then you <laughs> then you got taken prisoner and all your stuff was taken away from you <laughs> that's like <laughs> <laughs> that's very good Ooh, concept um you treat the beginning of D uh not for all kids but but like as like a cool a weird campaign setting um treat the beginning of D like every bad first time uh fiction writer and have the character have a bit of amnesia at the beginning <laughs> and be like oh who am i uh get them get like yeah get them to write their whole backstory and then just like blank bits out and then be like okay now you remember this bit and like just cut cut off little bits here and there i've heard of dms doing that where they say pick a pick a what is it pick a race and a class and then (laughs) they just start playing and then when they roll you do like a random number generator thing and you say okay your your plus on that is this and that's how they get their stats. Oh, and then they roll. You roll random for their background. I mean, that would just be so much work for me as a DM. I'm too yeah. lazy to do that. But <laughs> I've heard of people doing it. It will not be me. <laughs> like I'm not gonna do that. But eh. I think I think that could be really fun. Like I mean, I, I feel like it wouldn't be that much work if you like. It, but like once you have that system, then you can just like 
or, or you can just like tell i mean the player like rolls it and that's like their ability right i guess i don't know but um I, yeah no, i know i i i think that'd be really fun like i would love to have a character that's like literally completely blank and then the first time i try to do anything i like roll and then i see like oh no i have tiny noodle arms <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't lift this box. <laughs> I love that. That would be such a fun. That would be so much yeah. fun. Oh god. I like. I like that. Like even take a step further and don't don't let anyone like have a race or class at the beginning. Just yeah. like you you random roll for that and then again fuck it put it start the prison opening and just people looking around and there it's just some guy being like wow you're an orc that's weird like I've never seen an orc before <laughs> mate you're an orc what. What? <laughs> what? Uh, it's the hey, wow, you're a pause to roll dice. An orc. I, no way. That that scenario fucking terrifies me because <laughs> I would one hundred percent fuck over my players if they had amnesia. Oh, yeah. And I'm a I well, I like to think that I'm a really good DM. I don't think I could handle someone doing that to my character. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an elf. Well, actually, you were born human. I <laughs> think you're an elf. You're a human who thinks you're an elf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's going to get real sad when you're just like, you reach like 70 and you're like, why am I not? Why am I not still youthful? What's why this do shit? I need some fiber? <laughs> but no, I've got. I've got to say, like the because I like when 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 you mentioned it at first, I was thinking, wow, it would be hilarious to have all of your characters all have amnesia. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> um, but then I was like, that that would, that's actually like a great opening. To th- yeah, like, right. like it's literally like if you're in an un- like a prison in the underdark or something, it's totally plausible that there would be some like crazy magic that's like wipe yeah. wipes everyone's memories and like. And everyone starts from that like, same place. Like that's that that's great. I think that's really yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> like this is my like, next campaign. It's just like it's I yeah. You're all sit- I wanna play. Oh, yeah, right. I want to play that so bad. Like everyone's just sitting around and there's like, okay, we have to get out of this jail cell. And then like the fucking orc starts like bashing on the on the cell door. Like I'm probably I could probably do this and is getting nowhere. And then like the fucking halfling comes up and like flicks it and it flies off. They're like, oh. I'm apparently a strong friend. That's good. <laughs> <gasps> no, they can make their way out. And then, you know, when you, where, where like they put, like in Skyrim, where you have to go and get all of your, your things from the, from the, from the old chest and steal your shit back. You can have that, but like, it's just filled with like memorabilia. And then they have to like look through. It's like, well, one of us has a smiling family. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Why does your stuffed bear have a hole in its ass? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's ju- it's just Where? like the uh, it's like the the trinket table, except that it's like yeah. it's not like let's roll at the trinket table when you create the character and then come up with a reason that you have that thing. It's like yeah. you here's a thing that you had in your past life. Wonder what yeah. it means, lol. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's radical. Oh no, that's super cool. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I keep we keep coming up with very good campaigns on this fucking show. Like, I, I want to do this. I want to do Dragon's World, which is oh, yeah. dra- like fantasy mortal engines. You can do both. These- it could be the same thing. <gasps> it could be. Yeah. Oh, fucking Christ. Yeah, you you get out. You finally get out. You're like, I think I'm getting a handle on who I am. Why am I on a dragon? <laughs> Why is That's everything also- dragons? <laughs> Why is everything dragon? Why are my pajamas <laughs> banana colored? What the fuck is your what? Adam Pear, are you 
doing a bananas in pajamas fucking joke? What are you talking about? I'm just picturing a red dragonborn with like really bright yellow pajamas. Why? Adam? <laughs> Adam, the important question here is why. I just want to picture that right now. Because it's his birthday. It's yeah. his birthday, and he can think whatever he wants. Don't yuck his yum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even when that yum is a dragonborn in pajamas. Banana pajamas. <laughs> Banana pajama dragonborn. The dragon what? in pajamas uh, coming down oh, the stairs. Down the stairs. <laughs> Hi, welcome to an episode of Think of the Children. <laughs> How do we go from giving actual advice to talking about fucking Detective Pikachu and... We did talk about Detective Pikachu, but no, we but should. No, but I mean like other episodes. But Pikachu says the hell word. <laughs> oh, can't Pikachu wait for Sonic the Hedgehog. The Sonic the Hedgehog looks like he's going to be looking in my window at night times, and I don't like that. <laughs> he's <laughs> terrible. Like, he's, he he is the, uh, the it's like, that, that's like the bad way that, like, if Detective Pikachu is the perfect way that you do th- that film, where, where it it's is. the real world, because it is. Because uh, it is. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is the literal inverse worst possible thing. It's like, I don't want to see it ever, <laughs> but I have to because it exists. But Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to see it, but I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't want, want to. to. What do you mean you don't to. want to? It looks fucking incredible unless we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and which No, we're talking no, about we're Sonic. Talking about the Sonic Detective oh, Pikachu no. is legitimately going to be amazing. It will be. I'm not going to watch like I've told my girlfriend this. I'm not going to watch any other movie. Like after Detective <laughs> Pikachu, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with movies. It's so true. Anyway, uh okay, we're we're going to wrap it up for today. Um Alfred plugs. Yeah, so I very, very occasionally, very, very, very occasionally <laughs> stream more on Twitch. Occasionally by the D, <laughs> yeah. by the D, by the day. Absolutely. <laughs> um, on twitch.tv slash pennyblue, sometimes I hang out. Um, mostly I want to plug our Patreon, the Crit Chat <laughs> Patreon, where you can join uh, and you can play D&D with us, all of us, sometimes. Yeah. Um, sometimes, but I'm not an I idiot. Can play D&D but... with us? That would be nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even you, Adam Perry. Even you, Adam Perry. With such favorites as Adam Perry. <laughs> um yeah, we're 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 playing a sci-fi game. We're playing again this Sunday coming. Um it's every other Sunday. You can join. It's a good Therapy. time. I'll be there for once. I just realized I should I should I should give a little snippet of the last game uh, because <gasps> yes! to give you a reason last game uh, someone was attacked by a coffee machine who is actually an assassin. <laughs> How's my jukebox doing? Uh I'm pr- probably fine. <laughs> oh your jukebox. Oh god. Your I'll girlfriend be, jukebox. I'll be back. Uh they are no gender only music. The two genders. Music and not music. Yes, that Very is uh, ever There's only two genders, folks. Music. <laughs> There's two genders, music and no music. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on a teacup gamer on Twitch. Uh, I stream most days uh, and I play lots of different games. I am currently playing a game that I've forgotten. Oh, we're playing uh, Thimbleweed Park. It's very fun. It's me solving mysteries and I'm bad at that. So eh, come and join in. Uh, and yes, yeah, so that's over on twitch.tv slash a teacup gamer. Uh, you can find Chris chat on itunes uh, and leave us a five-star review for this first uh, show and find us on the best podcast app podcast apps and i'll one day learn how to speak if you're lucky no you won't 
And yeah, <laughs> I won't. I did. I did a lie to you once again. Uh, but yeah, you can also find us every Tuesday, uh, 5 p.m. GMT over on a Teacup Gamer on Twitch or catch us on podcast apps on Saturdays. Until then, I've been Ismay. I've been Adam, the birthday boy. <laughs> I've been Alfred, not a birthday boy, sadly. <laughs> I've been Sarah. And you've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.